And another thing And another thing And another thing And another thing Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing the podcast that continues to set the bar in the world of podcasts. My name is Jody Jenkins, flying solo today because Tony is kind of winding down from his big disco cruise. For those of you that don't know, Tony was on a disco cruise, which even saying that just sounds odd, but... Tony was on a disco cruise. I'm sure we'll learn all about it when he returns. Um, well, I should, I should, let me be clear. He is back, but he's in no position to do the show. We wanted to give him just a couple more days off as he is kind of decompressing. He's been gone for like two and a half weeks or something. So I lived vicariously through his posts on social media. And I know that was pretty cool to watch that. And I know he had a fun time, and I'm looking forward to to hearing all about it when he is back on the program. I think he even, if I check my phone, wherever my phone is, but I'm pretty sure he even did an interview when he was on the cruise. Now I've lost my phone. Oh, I know where it is. But yeah, so he sent me a text if I double check it. <laughs> yes. Yes, he did send me a text that he interviewed um, someone that has a disco background. So I'll, I'll leave it at that, but it'll be very, uh, very interesting. Uh, got to give a shout out to our sponsors that support this show week in and week out. Of course, we couldn't do it without John Mutton and the team at Municipal Solutions. Uh, you absolutely got to check them out, municipalsolutions.ca. They do some amazing work, been doing uh, some amazing projects. I can't say enough good things. I know Tony usually expands a little bit more on what they do, but um, Tony's not here. But again, municipalsolutions.ca. And I should say this too, because John's been sending me some stuff. He's working on this very cool um, Yankees memorabilia room, or um, I might be screwing this up, but uh, at his at his place there. And like, he's a huge Yankees fan and the stuff he has is unbelievable. So uh, really cool to see that. And I know he's enjoying it. And uh, we got to actually, you know what? We're going to get him on the show to talk about this Yankees memorabilia because that's a memorabilia period in sports specifically is like huge. Like, and it's, I mean, it goes up and down because obviously things are supply and demand, but I tell you, I've been, now maybe it's because I've been watching Pawn Star clips a lot these days and I'm seeing like so many different sporting things, sporty things come in and the amounts they want for them. The other day I was watching it and some guy brought in a, a second base from the uh, year the C the Chicago Cubs won the World Series, which wasn't that long ago, actually. But that was kind of cool. And he wanted – I don't think they ended up taking it because he wanted more than it was actually worth because they always do the same thing. If someone brings in a piece to the pawn shop, they look at it, and then he says, I'm going to go get someone who's an expert in this. And they come back, and that's when they get the valuation, assess whether it's legit, and and kind of go from there. But But – John has got some unbelievable pieces, and I, I actually got to make a note of that to get John on the show to chat about that. Also, I got to give a shout out to um, Halton GR. They are an unbelievable group as well, doing a bunch of great work 
um, in that uh, government relations uh, portfolio. Uh, Stephen Sparling and the crew, uh, you got to check them out at haltongr.com, and they will absolutely work to advance your project and get things done. So once again, haltongr.com. And of course, Tony would be upset if I didn't mention Hunter's Bay Radio at 88.7, up in the beautiful Muskokas, where you can catch our show on terrestrial radio, as Tony likes using that word. And that's uh, on Saturdays at 8.30, where you can catch catch that. Um, sorry, I was just looking something up here. Wanted to make sure I was on the right page. You know, one of the things I wanted to, to chat about today uh, quickly, because this won't be a long show. I mean, I could go on for a long time, but I'm not going to do that. I'll save you some of the pain. Um, oh, I know what I want to do, to do too, is I, I ran into a good friend of the show the other day, Mike Stiff, uh, who's a great, great supporter of the program. And he was <laughs> he was telling me about uh, another good friend of our show. Of course, we're talking about Mark Gerritsen, uh, the Liberal MP for Kingston and the Islands. And uh, the liberal leader, Justin Trudeau, was in Kingston the other day. Mark Gerritsen was there. But strangely enough that I've seen, no pictures of Justin and Mark in the same frame. So I don't know. Should we read anything into that? Does it mean anything? But anyway, Mike uh, Mike Stiff, was. we were chatting about the uh, the leader's visit to Kingston. And uh, I know Michael had some great comments. Mike has a great name for Mark Gerritsen. It's uh, it's not a rude name. It's actually a name from a uh, a popular TV show. And we'll leave it at that. And uh, we can expand on that. Actually, well, you know what it is? So um, I'll actually, let's see if you can figure this out. And you can, you can tweet at us. You can send us a note on Instagram if you think you know the answer. But one of our supporters or friends of the show, Mike Steff, believes that Mark Gerritsen reminds him of a character on Yellowstone. So, which character? Which character do you think that is? So, I personally don't, I haven't watched all of Yellowstone. I've watched, to be completely honest, I've watched, I haven't even finished the first episode. But I know a lot of people have said enough things about it. Now with the prequels and the sequels and the whatever that I got a lot of watching to do. But, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, it's definitely something on my playlist that I, that I have to watch. I did finish up watching uh, season 11 of the walking dead though. So I was excited about that. I thought it was a great season and, and whatever. One thing I did want to address right off the top is um, believe it or not, we get the odd letter. Like people actually write us letters, not even joking. Usually they're not. um, People that write the letters are typically supportive People that write the emails, typically not. So anyway, we did get a letter, uh, you know, just basically saying, Dear Jody and Tony, I want to start with two little words. Thank you. And it was just thanking us for our continued continued work on, well, they said furthering the conservative cause. Because, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, this show does have a conservative bent to it. Um, that's not to say that we have only conservatives on the program because we don't we have people from all over uh different parties and from the political spectrum and quite frankly i i enjoy that in fact like 
I mean, I'll go back to Mark Gerritsen. I've invited him on the show, and I, I, I know Mark. I know Mark well from uh, days before we were both involved in politics, and I don't think he'll ever come on the show. Maybe when he's done running or being in, in office, he might, but he uh, he's more than welcome to come on, and I'd love to have him on. And, like, I wouldn't – we would have fun. I'm all about having fun, some gentle needling, and then, you know – asking some serious questions, but one of the stories I, I did want to chat about, and I wanted to, to know how you felt about this or your thoughts, uh, maybe some food for thought is there was a, there was a story that came out of the Toronto district school board, I believe regarding some students that were here. Let me bring this up. So I don't, don't do this, screw this up, but some students that were placed in a small, um, room by some teachers and some groups were up in arms. I'm going to try and find this story so I don't uh, um, screw this up. But it was a, it was a story that, yeah, that's what I saw last night. So last night there was an article that came out where the Ontario Principals Council defends staff at Toronto Middle School accused of racism. So if you are familiar with this story, there were two parents of black students at John Fisher Public School, which alleged that the children, their children, were detained in small isolation rooms in separate occasions, in a small isolation room. Then in a statement issued on Wednesday, the council said it is confident that evidence will show a black student at the center of the initial Toronto District School Board investigation was never placed or locked in a small room, as his mother alleged. And the statement went on to say, we have become increasingly concerned about deliberately false narratives aimed at destroying the reputations and lives of dedicated educators. And we are confident that once this incident is thoroughly investigated, the evidence will show that this never happened. So, um my whole point on this is, first of all, this was a story that came out a couple of days, obviously, before the Ontario Principals Council made their statement. And I guess we're now at a point where, you know, what you don't you don't need to have evidence in order to do stories. And I kind of fault the media a little bit on this. And I look, I was in the media for twenty years. Um, I was I was on air. I worked in the new. I worked in a newsroom. I. You know, I was in management. I, I've done I was in promotions. I've done pretty much everything. Uh, heck, I was a music director at one point, believe it or not, for a rock station. But I've pretty much done everything at, at, that you can do except for I.T. I've never done I.T. at a radio station. But other than that, I've pretty much done everything that you can do at a radio station. And so I say that to say that this that I look, I, I'm all about and I get why. There's a race to break stories. There's a race to be first. There's a race to get the click. There's a race to have the tweet before anyone else. But at the same time, it's like I look at a story like that. And, you know, right now, without without any full evidence, you know, judge, jury, executioner in the public. Because, I mean, the majority of public, I would think, maybe not. I hope not. But I would think there'd be a chunk of the public that would read that story and just totally totally go off on the principals or sorry, I should say the teachers that were involved in the principal at that school. And look, I mean, nine times out of 10, the truth somewhere in the middle, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to speculate on this one. What blows my mind though, is that how quickly 
a story like that can go on air or go to the media. It appears that I, I don't know how much vetting was done on the validity of these claims. And but but there you go. Like, I mean, and I don't know. And I mean, if Glo- somebody from Global News wants to come on and say that, no, Jody, we had, you know, credible ed- evidence and we, we we vetted this fully and and whatever, then sure. But I, I mean, it seems to me that. I don't know. It just seems that people rush to things way too much, way too fast. And we're in a strange time. There's no question in this world. Uh, the pendulum has swung pretty far on certain things uh, in social settings. And and look, I mean, if those kids were placed in an isolation room and it was locked, then obviously <laughs> there needs to be repercussions and consequences. But we'll see. We'll see what comes out of this. Uh, again, I'm not privy to all the sides of this. I just think it's interesting how, you know, the article came out, uh, very, very, this, this is, you know, this, this happened, right? Like everything in the article was, this has happened. And then two days later, you have the Ontario principals council saying that, uh, no, this isn't accurate. Um, that, you know, we're confident that once this investigation is done, people will see the evidence and, and realize that that wasn't the case. So then I guess the question is like, how did it get as far as it did? And, uh, and maybe some of you are just saying, well, Jody, welcome to, welcome to 2023. That's how things work now. So I don't know. I just thought that was a, it was an interesting story and, and we'll see where things go from there. The other story I wanted to touch on quickly was Mark Garneau, obviously, uh, an MP, uh, he's in 07 or 08, maybe even earlier than that. Was it 05 he was elected in? Yeah, f- yeah, I guess it was 14 years. So I guess it was like 05, 06. Anyway, um, he is stepping down. Uh, he's done, you know, he, I, I, you know, a former astronaut. I mean, you can't say, you can't say anything negative about him. I mean, he's done, I think he's done his job with, with dignity and grace and integrity for the most part. Um, so I wouldn't question him there. Uh, I do, I do wonder. I'm always, you know, I'm probably over speculating, but I always wonder, like when you start to see, you know, prominent members of different parties, not just liberals, I'm saying across the board when they, I'm always wondering when they start to step down, you know, is it because they are tired and they're done, which I'm sure, I'm sure that plays a role. Don't get me wrong. Or is it because they see the writing on the wall? For what could be coming down the pipe. Now, only only they would know that. And clearly, I mean, clearly Mark Garneau wasn't going to come out and say, if this was the case, but he wasn't going to come out and say, look, the reason I'm stepping down is because I have zero confidence in winning the next election, right? So they're not going to do that. But at the end of the day, I'm always interested to know when you start to see people stepping down, what does that mean? So it'll be interesting to see to see where this goes. And will there be more? Will there be more liberal MPs stepping down in the weeks and months to come as we march toward an election at some point? And how long will the NDP continue to support the liberals and keep them going? So lots to think about. Um, I'm going to wrap it up with that. I do appreciate your time. Tony will be back next week. We'll have a brand new show. We'll be talking disco. We'll be talking politics. We'll be talking everything. So make sure you join us. Don't forget. 
municipalsolutions.ca. We thank them for their continued sponsorship. Uh, we couldn't do the show each week without them. Also, Halton GR. Get some government relations going on there. You can find them at haltongr.com. Stephen Sparling and the crew. And finally, don't forget to catch us on Hunter's Bay Radio 88.7. That's terrestrial radio, Saturday mornings at 8.30. Enjoy the rest of your week. We will talk soon.